Hi, everyone. Just a reminder that this show is not legal advice, trading advice, financial advice, or personal advice. Enjoy the show, and thank you very much. Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101 and happy holding everyone. Today is January 17th, 2018, and you probably woke up to 30 to 50% off either a sale or of your portfolio. But that's okay because it sets up the perfect time to release the second part of the interview with Douglas Pike. And this is about ideology, why we are in the space and why he thinks it's important to develop a global cryptocurrency. So please enjoy the rest of this interview with Douglas Pike. And before that, please go to Crypto101podcast.com. That's Crypto101podcast.com. Over there, you can find links to our socials, our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook group is bustling. Even if you are down in your portfolio, you're going to have a good time over there. So come over to our Facebook page. Also, you can find a link for our emails. Send us an email, say what's up. You can find the subscribe button for iTunes. Subscribe to us and also recommend a friend to listen. And finally, you can find our Patreon page. Our Patreon page is keeping us afloat, paying for our servers, it's paying for all the subscription things that we need to get these interviews done. So thank you for all the patrons. And if you're a patron, all the patrons know that every two weeks or so, we put up a special episode for you guys to say thanks. And it's either an interview, a roundtable discussion, or parts of other interviews that I don't release on the stream. So thank you very much and enjoy this episode of Crypto 101. And the music today is by the Cranberries. The lead singer of the Cranberries died the other day. And, you know, I was a Cranberries fan back in the 90s. So, in remembrance, enjoy. My, my last question is going to be about a 45-second rant <laughs> followed by uh, yeah. your, your opinion. Okay. Coinbase, Bittrex, everybody that's getting involved with cryptocurrency right now at this stage is getting in through a centralized system. It's Coinbase. It's linking your banks. The banks are right. now the, – the Coinbase and the companies, of course, they have to protect their company and what they're doing to – uh, make a living, make a business, and make a product for people, which is helping people get into the space, yet at the same time is supporting and will support kind of like the counter cryptocurrency. They're going to start working with the IRS. They're going to start reporting and showing everybody what's going on with the cryptocurrency space. And the, <laughs> the, the, the long-term problem of this is that cryptocurrency is not going to be used for what I think the base of cryptocurrency is supposed to be used for also being on these centralized exchanges and things like that the monitoring and the control of the system is going to be centrally controlled in in long term and people are are, are not going yeah. to be able to feel, fully utilize or realize the potential of cryptocurrency now it's just a market now it's just a tulip now it's just you know an investment yet the yeah. real outcome of cryptocurrency of this decentralized system is in the implementation 
of in the understanding of the people of what it is. Right. But where do you think people need to go with cryptocurrency, understanding what it's for, and 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 taking initiatives to implement implement the actual realization of this technology in a currency form? That's a great question. So basically, to, to summarize, and then I'll I'll answer. You're basically saying, you know, how effective can a decentralized currency be if the uh, on ramp is centralized, essentially, right? Is <laughs> is centralized and 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 broadcasted? Right, right. So yeah, so this is a problem. Um, there's there's a couple loopholes in a sense. You could call them loopholes. Right now, there isn't really much regulation, so there isn't really loopholes per se. But um, but one is you can go on local bitcoins and you can buy Bitcoin for cash. Uh, right. You can buy a- any quantity that the seller is willing to sell for cash. Um, so you can get into the space by buying coins, you know, and not going through banks and thus you know, IRS 1099s or, or what have you. Right. Alternatively, you can mine, you know, di- mining Bitcoin is difficult. You know, you have to ha- have some pretty significant investment in the hardware, but you can mine other currencies and get into the space that way. Right. So there is there is other ways to get in besides Coinbase. But you're right. I mean, mainstream is not going to do cash deals and they're not going to mine for the most part. Right. Uh, we're trying we're trying with Varium to make main, uh, to make that different, that where mainstream actually does mine um, via our mining app and such. But at this point, it's not it's not happening. It's it's, it's unlikely to happen in, in most cases. So there's uh, there is a problem in the sense that you know the on ramps and the off ramps are centralized. They're through the banking system. They're by companies that must ultimately be regulated by the governments in which they reside. Etc. There's two uh, points I'll make on this. One is, let's say, all right, I'm Joe. I'm I'm Joe Schmo. You know, I'm I'm a regular guy. I just found out about Bitcoin. I'm not, you know, a computer scientist, whatever. I just found out about Bitcoin. I see that the value is going up. I want to get in, you know, or you know, I, I just think, you know, I should hold some coins in the long haul because everyone thinks this is the new thing. I go through Coinbase. I buy some coins. If you never actually leave crypto right if you if you go from one crypto to another mm-hmm. um you're you're pretty much you're pretty much outside of the regulated the regulatable zone right the government has i mean in theory they could potentially regulate crypto to crypto um and that's going to start happening first on the big exchanges mm-hmm. um but there's also decentralized exchanges coming up there's p2p um capacity for exchanging Etc. There's other ways that, that cryptos can be exchanged, or you could just, you know, you could you can invest in tokens, or you know, there's all kinds of avenues that could new avenues that could be created to keep you in crypto and to keep like central authorities out. And I don't foresee, honestly, the government having any real capacity to regulate the crypto space. It's when you go in and when you go out. Right. So on the one hand. It's on the one hand, you could stay in. So if you're not looking to, if you're kind of like the, if you're kind of taking the um, store of value perception, like Bitcoin is the new digital gold, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to grab some coins. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to use Coinbase. I'm going to buy coins. I don't have to pay taxes to buy coins. I only would have to pay if I cash out and, and I'm going to put it in a hardware wallet and I'm going to hold on to it for a while. 
so you're good you're good in that sense and you can store your value in a in a in a way that doesn't require a third party once you're in the other thing you can do is you could you could you could go between cryptos you know right now you can still go between um different types of of coins without being regulated although at that point a certain point coming in the next year or two probably centralized exchanges are really going to start regulating probably trading you could also partake in decentralized trading which is still very early doesn't really exist in a, in a high volume way yet but it will especially if the centralized exchanges start regulating like crazy right because people will be looking for alternatives and funding will go as it build out these uh these you know high infrastructure high volume decentralized exchanges there's some technical challenges with that but that's one of the potential implementations of like a lightning network or other types of off-chain systems the other thing that to throw into the mix, which is quite interesting and tantalizing to think about, <laughs> is what if Amazon accepts crypto? Right. Right. Yeah. So if Amazon accepts crypto, now the problem is not regulation, actually. The problem really is, you know, Amazon could be regulated for Bitcoin transactions, et cetera. But, but, but ultimately, that's not going to be the government's major problem. The government's major problem is going to is going to potentially be people don't need dollars anymore or whatever foreign currency it is in, in that particular country. Right. People may not actually need to survive their daily life, buy food, clothes, necessities, you know, baby food, diapers, whatever it is. If they can go on Amazon and Amazon accepts cryptocurrency, the dollar or the local fiat may not be necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, that day is going to come you know i don't know if it's going to be amazon or some other large retailer online but that day is going to come and at that point the loop will be closed um in the sense that you don't actually need to go through these centralized institutions to buy and sell currency to use it in your daily life um for for products and, and goods that don't accept cryptocurrency you know you, you you don't ever need to go back essentially to to fiat right and at that point at that point what's probably going to happen is most governments are going to start they can't really stop you from using internet money <laughs> just like they can't they can't effectively stop the internet but they can say uh every business has to only accept dollars you know what i mean yes in fact, I think that day is probably going to come. I don't know if it's going to come in America. It might. Um, it, it, it very well may. It's certainly going to come in other countries with a little bit more authoritarian government. Mm-hmm. But there's a problem with that, too. You can. It's like t- telling a business they can't do cash transactions. Yeah, okay, uh, I can't do cash transactions. All right, yeah, you're going to pay cash. All right, great, great. Uh, save on taxes. You save on taxes. Let's do it. Right. Um, <laughs> You could do that with Bitcoin, too. You could be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I have to accept dollars unless, you know, you happen to send me some Bitcoin. You know, maybe I'll give you some free products, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, um, you know, as like a gift, you know. <laughs> you gift me Bitcoin, I'll gift you my merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's a good loophole so, right there. <laughs> <laughs> so then it gets more complicated for the government to regulate. So right now, I think we're we're in this weird intermediate zone where we have this kind of decentralized mini financial ecosystem bridging with the majority centralized financial ecosystem. And there will be more bridges that are built between them, and some of them will vary in their degree of 
centralization and decentralization. So I think in the end, because of the system being so anti-fragile, um, the blockchain, um, in the end, and, and, the, and the possibility for P2P everything on the internet, I think in the end, um, the problems will kind of sort themselves out. There'll be more options. There'll be different ways to get in, get out. There'll be less need to get out, et cetera, et cetera. One of the things that we're working on for the binary chain, I'll do like my one more plug, uh, but this is pertinent. Yeah, yeah, is, no uh, <laughs> So we're going to set up a decentralized trading um, system in the binary chain wallet, which will host the two coins. So you can, you can, you just have a nice, simple user interface where you use special multi-sig transactions, and you perform P2P trades between Vericoin and Varium. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to support support initially. We might, if it becomes highly used, you know, we might start bringing in other currencies into into the into the ecosystem as nice. well. Uh, but nice. we're gonna, yeah, yeah, we're gonna start it off with Veracoin and Varium. Now, the cool thing is, you know, if you have the capacity to see bids and asks, um, you know, on uh, between Veracoin and Varium chains, um, and we can put those bids and asks on 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 the actual chain. Or we can we can have them be off chain. We're still working out the details. What makes the most sense? But the trades themselves will definitely be on chain. They'll be they'll be co owner. You'll be a, temporarily a co owner of the coins with someone until the trade is complete, and then you can move the coins to your respective addresses. Right. But the but the amazing thing is if we have this simple, nice user interface capacity to do decentralized trades between Veracoin and Varium, we can also have people that say, oh, I don't want to mine. I don't want to stake. I want to actually be a decentralized trader or actually I want to be a decentralized mini exchange. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put like big bids up of Varium that I have. I'm going to put big bids of Veracoin that I have. I'm going to charge a little premium to go between the two, and I'm going to accept a lot of P2P trades as as like my business model. You know, mm. so so in our in our binary chain system, we're we're hoping to have miners, stakers, and exchangers, and they will be decentralized exchangers, and they'll there'll be no restrictions. There'll be no. It's a free exchange system. They'll be competing with other exchangers for. The I premium see. of exchange yeah. between the okay. two, but if you can move a lot of volume, um, you know you can make you can make some money. So these types of bridges that are enabling more decentralization, more P2P interactions, you know, they will essentially build the infrastructure of the future, and then hopefully in the n- more near term, uh, not so much the long term, the bridges between the old system and the new system all also become. Uh, more decentralized along the way as well. Right, right. Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the Eufy Video Lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. 
And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months. But don't worry, when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also, it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recorded. They're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy video lock is 24-7, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have, and it comes with an 18-month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one with the three-in-one. You don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy video lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy video lock. That's E-U-F-Y video lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y video lock. Eufy video lock. Get complete control over your front door. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I think you're a little more optimistic than I am. I think that the United States government is going to crack down hard, <laughs> and yeah. they're going to do it creatively. And I think that one creative aspect they're going to they've done, or they're going mm-hmm. to do, is like calling cryptocurrency property uh, or taxing every transaction, and then taxing the on ramp, making people declare that if you have money in in Coinbase and how much you're pulling in and pulling out. Um, mm-hmm. I see that people have to seize this opportunity to push as much as they can for people to accept cryptocurrency for its what it's what it's for and that's for right and that is for transactions and it, a lot of these utility coins are really getting built up and they're really getting a lot of traction but again they're just you know using the blockchain technology to make a, a utility but right. the, the the currency is something that the people really need to take control of themselves and and really embrace in order to understand its full potential. And I don't think that even an Amazon coming on <laughs> and accepting Bitcoin or Virium or Viracoin is going to uh, to change the 
the outcome. I see what you're saying. I think you're right to some extent. But the other thing that I'll say is that, like, for instance, when Russia, Russia has gone kind of back and forth on its regulation on Bitcoin. Um, and at one point, they basically, I think the ban, the, the pretty much ban might still be in place where they basically banned Bitcoin. They, I think they banned at one time Bitcoin and they banned, uh, they definitely banned um you know, Bitcoin ruble conversion. China kind of also did this. But what happens is, you know, the people can can just work around it. Like, for instance, local right. Bitcoin's volume, when the, when Russia did that Bitcoin ban, local Bitcoin's volume in ruble went to the moon. Like, yeah. like it went up exponentially. Look at BitShares today. You know, yeah. <laughs> BitShares, I think, yeah. has like 1 billion market cap. Right, right. And, and granted, it's not going to be, you know, it's going to delay mainstream, you know, for sure. But it, But it's just going to have people put more focus and attention on alternate solutions and then it's a cat and mouse game and to be honest the senators and the congressmen in america and the president and 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 most of the administration they're not technical experts none of them are right they actually have to get you know advice from technical experts about how to handle these things so if we're talking about a cat and mouse game of regulation between tech experts (laughs) <laughs> with um, passion for freedom, you know, all over the world versus Congress, you know, I- I'm going to bet on the tech experts and not Congress to be ahead. <laughs> for of sure. So, so yeah. So the thing is, the more they regulate, the more they also are going to shoot themselves in the foot. And some of them are going to be aware of that dynamic as well. Like some of the more expert advisors are going to say, hey, you know, you overregulate and it could actually cause a problem. Like, for instance, the government banned alcohol back in the 20s and they basically were forced to legalize it because they they didn't have the capacity to deal with the black market for alcohol. You know? So they can't overregulate it either. It's going to be kind of a push and pull. But I'm ultimately going to bet on the technical experts with a passion for freedom over, you know, congressmen to figure out how to handle all this. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And I definitely have uh, my my bets on the, the tech experts and the Doug Pikes of the world. I, I don't have my faith in the people <laughs> because right when there's no more levels yeah, on the moon yeah. and Rory's on Mars, uh, everybody's going to start, you know, taking taking their money out and forgetting what Bitcoin is for. Because I still don't think that I mean, people listen to, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. But I think the Rory's on Mars and the levels on the moon is really clouding the actual use case of it and, and the, the, the empowerment it that it beholds. Right. So uh, what's interesting is um, when did you come into the space? About a year ago. Okay. When you go on one of these big boom, like, you know, these big runs where it's just an insane bear market or bull market, sorry, insane bull market. Mm -hmm. And then when it turns to a bear market, what's going to happen is basically, you know, the people who got in only because the price was going up, they're basically going to get out. Right. They're probably going to end up taking losses, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because they're going to be so disappointed and feel scammed or whatever, or, 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 or just they're going to be kind of disillusioned and they're probably going to exit on a loss, unfortunately. Right. But there's a lot of people that come in in a massive bull market like this, and some fraction of them are going to build the new infrastructure even in the bear market. Mm. And interestingly, it's the people that work hard in the bear market that are actually the the builders of 
the infrastructure because basically when there's no other reason to be in the space besides technology, they're the ones that are there, you know, and building the next infrastructural layer in the system. Interesting. So, so, so yeah, there's a flood of people in right now. Most of them have no concept of what it is. Most of them are not using it in, like you're saying in the way kind of it's intended there should be used. But most of them, unfortunately, will probably leave in the bear market. And the people that stay will build the infrastructure. There will be another run, run probably around the next halving, you know, maybe a year after the next halving of Bitcoin, I would expect. And at that point, those people who left the first time will say, oh, shit, I should have just stayed in, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then they'll come in on the next run, but they'll probably be part of the next uh, group that stays in the bear market and works on the infrastructure to the extent, you know, in the context of their uh, skills and capacities. So it's an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting ebb and flow cycle. And, uh, you know, it, in the end, it, it, it pans out. Okay. But I'm not one of the people that get out at a loss. <laughs> and I'm also hoping that it doesn't go out, go down far enough that I'm getting out at a loss because that's going to be scary shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No one knows, unfortunately. Um, I know in, in 2014, so I got in primarily in like 2013 on on the way up in 2013. And then, uh, yeah, I was like, man, oh, man, all my hopes and dreams of like doing crypto like you know full time and doing all this that just like completely like vanished as bitcoin like goes down like 30 percent 40 percent 50 and i'm just like oh man this is painful you know it certainly was painful um if you you know if you're not heavy on buying the top you can make it work but ultimately it, this is a different market than 2014 2014 went down just about 80 percent from the peak um and uh oh so if we so we could we could potentially you know we could potentially go down you know below 5k um but that's like going back to like the the stone age man (laughs) yeah i mean no it, it would be it would be devastating certainly but at the same time we have all these new people still kind of flooding in but once the once the price stops rising, a lot of them are going to stop coming in, you know. Right. But there's this other factor that could happen. It could go down and they could be like, oh, now I can get Bitcoin cheap at 17K, you know. Right. So what ultimately happens is it doesn't just go like, boom, you wake up, you go to sleep, you're sleeping all restfully and you're like so calm in bed, you wake up and Bitcoin's at 2K. You know, it doesn't happen like that. It's um, <laughs> It's like, you know, people are still trying... I don't, I, don't, I don't think you remember what happened with F the other back in June, man. <laughs> I remember sitting in class. It went from 400 to like 90 bucks. I was like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But people are going to try and get in at the cheaper prices, too. So it's going to kind of, you know, if, it, if we do go into like a bear period, you know, which has to come eventually. It's just a matter of how long and deep it is, you know. Right. Um, um, you know, it's going to kind of, it's going to kind of. Uh, slope down it's not going to be like horrible and there's a lot of more people that know about it now you know i don't think i think the more people that come in the less extreme the the market fluctuations are going to be so Mm -hmm. you know i think um although this run was crazy it was actually much longer than the 2014 run the 2014 run was over a period of like two three months Right. This was like a year, you know, like a year, huge run up to like almost 20K. Well, it's and, not over and then, yet. 
it's still so far it's still not over right and so, um yeah, so don't don't fud it over here come on no fud please <laughs> dude i don't know i honestly have no clue bitcoin in my opinion could go up to beyond 30k or or it could start topping out i have i honestly have no clue i stopped guessing <laughs> after we after we went past 6k i was like all right i don't know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean the there's ebb and flows to to markets obviously right and uh the more people that come in the kind of more smoothed and long longer range everything's going to be uh this run is a lot more a lot less short term than than the last one which means if we do you know if we go into a a, a lull it's going to be you know much more kind of careening not as not as intense like the like in 2013 there was a big run up to like uh, it was before I came in, so I don't remember the numbers, but I think it was 2013. Went up to like $20 and back down to two in like a month or something like that. You know, it was like crazy craziness. So we're getting, we're, we're holding, we're holding much higher lows for much longer periods of time. And obviously we're, we're doing much higher highs as well. Um, right. So, you know, overall I'm super bullish in, you know, in the long term, I'm, I'm very bullish. But uh, yeah, man, it's fun. It's, it's a crazy crazy space in a way it's 24 7 always action yep <laughs> the funny thing is cnbc is almost like reporting on the bitcoin in action like daily now oh man i am so pissed off at the media to be honest with you it's like it's like you could turn your head one day to the next they're saying bitcoin's the new future blockchain technology next thing you know it's a ponzi yeah. scheme like like in the same breath. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and and I, I think know. and and going back to what we were saying about the the government and stuff like this again, I'm 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 a little more pessimistic. I think I think, and I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm not wearing my tinfoil hat right now, so they're not. I think it was CNN. Remember the the news that was reported a couple of days ago? The big Bitcoin was sent to fund ISIS. You saw that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 was out there, and then they had the uh, yeah. Bitcoin bubble is gonna burst, and then the CNBC bo- po- posted the video that's been circulating around about how it's a bubble, and it, and they actually have a three minute video explaining why it's like the tulip bubble of right, and it's like what what the hell are these guys doing? This isn't news. Yeah, this yeah. isn't even. This is honestly currency propaganda. What, what they're doing, and I don't know where it, they're even coming from. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what they do. They um, they get more viewers by making things um, extreme. You know, <laughs> that's just the nature of media. Unfortunately, it, I mean, I mean, I mean, they're basically competing with other stations for twenty four seven. I mean, the the interesting thing is Bitcoin, the the cryptocurrency space actually has serious news like all the time. Yeah. So, like, eventually, hopefully, they'll actually just start reporting on what's happening in crypto and, like, the new Satoshi that comes out or whatever and, like, you know, all the random things that happen over the course of a month in crypto, right. you know, um, and stop, like, doing these, you know, crazy uh, exacerbated stories about the the economic uh, utopia uh, hell that could, could be coming. Yeah, um, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're in that we're in that transition period. We're starting to bridge in mainstream, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Doug, I don't want to keep you on here for any longer than this. We've already talked for about like an hour, 16 minutes, and uh, this is going to be—it's going to take me about five weeks to edit this one. So, 
<laughs> well, at least I wasn't like coughing like crazy like last time when I. Oh right, I, no, I forgot on, about that. That's right. <laughs> I like choked on I choked on a mosquito like outside when it was like warm out and um, and like you edited that beautifully, man. Oh right, on. yeah, that, that one took a minute though. It was it was, it was painful. It was really painful. Great. Again, thank you very much for coming on, and yeah, man, we'll talk again soon. I hope. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, brother. You have a good day at work. You too. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Crypto 101. Before we go, I got to give a couple of shout outs. Dale, Harry, thank you for editing our shows on Crypto 101 and our new show, ICO 101. If you haven't checked out ICO 101, please go to iTunes, check out ICO 101 with Elise Lamb. Also, ApogeeCrypto.com, A-P-O-G-E-E Crypto.com. Great place to check your prices at real time. And last but not least, if you didn't go and get our Spotify playlist, all of our songs on all of our shows are on a playlist. It's Crypto 101 Music on Spotify. So if you like our music, join our playlist. Thank you very much, and we'll see you on next episode of Crypto 101. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.